Well, I'm grateful. I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that I made it to 2015. Praise God. I say happy new year to you. A new year, new opportunities, new levels, new devils. Come on. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Amen. Uh, um, you know, it's crazy because, man, there was times last year that I didn't think I was going to make it. You know what I mean? Just not 10 years ago. Not last, there was times last year. It was like, wow, it got dark. I don't know if you can identify. I don't know if you've been there. But there was some times that, man, this is... Is this it? You know what I mean? Some people in my car were thinking, are we going to die today? You know, is, is this it? Amen. Praise the Lord. And I, I'm talking about more serious stuff than just being in the car with Pastor Raymond. Amen. So, uh, but, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful to the Lord for his keeping power. Um, his grace and his mercy is incredible. It's incredible. I, I can't believe it. My, I got people from the past telling me, I can't believe what God's, I can't believe it neither, man. I can't believe, you know, if this is the dream, ain't nobody but to wake me up. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm very grateful. Uh, I'm excited about this new year. I'm expecting great things for this new year. Man, we had a powerful New Year's Eve service. And, man, somebody said, can we do that again? I think we, I think we need to do it every so often. Every, every quarter we need to get together us and bring forth the word of God and just do, you know, it was powerful. Amen. So around this time of the year, right, it's New Year's, how many people made, be honest, don't front, how many people made New Year's resolutions? Raise your hand if you made New Year's resolutions, all right? Okay, made some New Year's resolutions, praise God, all right, praise the Lord. Well, you, you we did some, some studying, and statistically speaking, there's a college, right? I'm not going to promote anyone, but there's a college that did a study, and 40% of Americans make New Year's resolutions, 40%. So that's cool. So you, the ones who raise their hand, you're down with the 40 Amen. And usually people want to lose weight, right? Want to lose weight. They, they, they're trying to get their beach body, work on that beach body, praise the Lord. Uh, everybody wants to stop, you know, people want to stop smoking cigarettes. Stop smoking cigarettes. Um, people want to stop drinking, you know what I mean? Stop drinking the, too much to the head, you know? Um, so they want to stop drinking. Some people want to save money, get out of debt. But a lot of people are making New Year's resolutions. A lot of people want to get spiritual. They want to, they want to get closer to God. Um, they're making more significant resolutions. Stuff that's going to really impact their lives, you know, for eternity. And so, uh, yeah, at the Recovery House of Worship, the leadership here, we want to equip the people at the Recovery House of Worship to be able to fulfill your resolution. That your resolutions will not be some, you know, wishful thinking. But it will be something that you engage God and you allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to minister to you. And that even as you make those resolutions, that you would allow the Holy Spirit to change what you might have made. And let him rearrange what those real resolutions might have been. And, um. And so we want to do that. We want to prepare you, want to equip you. We, we, we want to be able to be a, a people that's the head and not the tail, you know. We want to live out the, the, the life that Jesus talks about, the abundant life. Um, we want to be more than conquerors. We, want, we don't want to just quote powerful scriptures. We want to be able to live them out. Amen. And so the leadership team here at Recovery House Worship decided to pray a series for you guys. And it's called The Game Plan. And, 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 and I want to introduce to you the process of what's going to happen the next, you know, from here to the first week of February to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday will be the last uh, week of this series. And we prepare, we're preparing, we're, we're praying, we believe in God that he will speak to you. Amen. You know, The Game Plan, that's our, that's our series. And um, we want you just not to kick off to fulfill your resolutions. We want you to fulfill the call of God in your life. You understand? We, wa we want you to fulfill the purpose. Uh, Jimmy Jam, my friend, is here from California. He, he was baptized here. And, and he often tells people the two most important times in, in, in man's life is when he's born and the reason he finds out why he was born. His purpose. 
And, and we want you to understand that you have a purpose. And God has called you to do great and mighty things. He's called you to greatness. There, there's dunamis inside of you if you're a Christian. There's, there's Holy Ghost fire and power inside of you. And if you can plug into the word of God and mix that with faith and then put some action behind your faith and your word, you can, you can live a life that you never imagined possible. Are you with me? I'm trying to be cool. Somebody said that hurt their ears on New Year's Eve, so I'm trying to be cool. You know, it's all right. I'm not mad at you. Amen. I'm not mad at you. But it's all cool. I'm going to be easy. I'm going to be easy. Somebody said I sweat on them, and it was in the fourth row. We, we cool. We, it's all good. I got my preaching rag. My daughter got me my preaching rag today. Praise the Lord. So anyway, you know, there was a quote. Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin said a quote. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Right? That was, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Benjamin Franklin. Someone else said, a goal without a plan is just a wish. So we, we, don't, we, we don't want to know wishful thinkers here. We want people that are fulfilling what God has established for them. Amen? So the other thing that's happening during this time of the year is that NFL teams, right, game plan, NFL teams, they're getting ready for playoffs and Super Bowl. Amen? Now, I don't know if you have any football fans here. Pastor Eldon is not much of a football fan. Um, he reads about it. He doesn't watch stuff. He stays on point. But, um, you know, the only team left that has any opportunity today, we've got to pray for the Jets today. Amen. Amen. Like, we got to pray. I know, I know my sponsor, Richie C., is a Cowboy fan. We're praying for you. We're sorry. You know what I'm saying? I love you. You know, just the Giants fan. We love you guys. We're praying for you. You know, it's cool. Let's pray for the Jets. The Jets is the only New York team, you know. Let's pray for them today. They... Um, but they're all preparing, and here's the thing. And they're preparing to, for the playoffs. They're preparing for the Super Bowl. Every week they come together and they face a different team. And every week they come together and they prepare specifically for the team that they're facing. You understand what I'm saying? Every week is different. Every day. They can't play the Cowboys like they play the Raiders. They got, they got to prepare differently. And, and so every week, somebody say every week. That's important. That's a word every week. Somebody here, if you would just show up every week this year, you would win the Super Bowl of your life. If you would just show up. If, if you would just show if, if you can understand that, that this is preparation, this is, this is training, that, that if you're not prepared and if you're not equipped for, the, for, your, for your opposing team, for your battle, for your game, which is not a game, right, then how are you going to win? And in 2015, we got some people that they didn't show up to prepare. And, 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 you know, there's five P's. I'm not going to give it to you. But those who, who fail to prepare, right? Yeah, you, you got it. So, so I, I want to share with you some things. Um, we, we, I'm calling it the spiritual Super Bowl, right? The, the spiritual Super Bowl of your life. I, I, there's going to be a, Pastor Eldon is preaching. Pastor Gus is preaching. Pastor Rob is preaching. Pastor James is preaching. We're all preaching this series, right? We're all going to be preaching this series. And we want you to understand that, that we don't. Paul talks about that we don't, we're not playing for some crown that, that's going to dust. We're not playing for a trophy here. We're, pray, we're, we're playing for a crown of life, an eternal crown of life. This, we're playing. There's rewards in heaven. Uh, we're, we're, praying, we're playing so that one day God can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. There's, there's, this is, 
it's funny because some people, uh, when we talk about spiritual warfare, which is important that you understand, that they're preparing for opponents on a football field. I'm not really talking about a football game. I'll give you an illustration. That you have an enemy, that the, 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 there's one that opposes your soul. There's one that, that wants you defeated. There's one that wants you in a shooting gallery. There's one that wants you depressed. He wants your children to be twisted. He wants a legacy uh, of deterioration and degradation in your family to continue. There's one that's opposing your soul, that's opposing your core, that's opposing all of God's blessings. There's one that's after your very life, and it's not a game. And, and so we want to prepare you for that. And, and so I want, to, I want you, we, at this church, we, we stand for, for, for the reading, reading of the word. I want, to, I want to share with you some stuff that God has placed on our hearts, amen. And we, and we stand because we're reading the word of God, amen. We, we're reading the word of God. This is not some book. This is, not some, this is the word of God. This is the God-breathed word of amen. So, so let's read it together. Let's read it together. Let's try this. Verse 16. One, two, three. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed us the, the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We got, we're good? All right. May God bless the reading of his word. When you get home, amen, or let me read to you, let me read to you the Second Corinthians 6. One and two, amen. I want to read to you real quick. Nice little scripture here. Second Corinthians 6, 1 says this. As God's co-workers, somebody say co-workers. co-workers. We urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Right? For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you, and the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Can somebody say Amen. Amen. So, so we have this series called God, God's, you know, the game plan, and we want to equip you and prepare you. I, it's important that you understand one thing real important, that no matter what you've been through in 2015, no matter what your life has been like, no matter, if, let's say you failed. Let's say that you're sitting here, say, listen, I didn't win in 2015. Well, I want to let you, let me encourage you that everyone loves a comeback. All right? So, so if you've been losing, now was your time to, for a rematch, and now was your time to flip the script, get with God, and win the battle for your soul. All right? So if you've been losing, if it ain't been pretty and sexy for you, then today is a new day. The favor of the Lord is upon you. Today is a day of salvation. Today you can, you can make a crossover and flip everything around and flip the script on the enemy. And, you, and in the power of Jesus Christ, you can in, literally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, spirit, financially, legacy-wise, you can take back everything that the devil has stolen from you. But it's got to be in Christ, through Christ, out with the old. 
out with the old. The old is gone. If you are in Christ Jesus, now check it out. If you're not in Christ Jesus, then forget the game plan. You're not even in the game yet, baby boy. You know what I'm saying? You're not even in the game. You're on the sidelines watching the game. And at worst, people who are not in the game are the worst armchair quarterbacks. They're not even in the game, and they know the Bible more than you. You shouldn't be talking like that, and isn't that a sin? And Listen, if you're not in the game, I want to encourage you that today you can get in. Today is the day of salvation for you. Today's the day where you can come and know the, the, the Prince of Peace. He's crazy. He's the Prince of Peace. He loves you. So, so there's a game plan. And here's something you got to say. God has a plan. God, that God has, you know, God has a plan. I, I, I'm talking to people, and I'm saying, are you excited about 2016? God has a plan. Like, I don't know, man. My, my past is messed up. 2015 was rough. Listen, God has a plan. Even in your darkest moments, God has a plan. Listen, even when you thought you was losing and you thought that was going to kill you, God had a plan. If it wasn't so, you wouldn't be here right now for a new year, a new level, a new opportunity, a new victory. Are, are you with me? And so God has a plan. So it's important that you understand that you, you're, check it out, our plans don't work. You got, you got to get that. Our plans don't work. We're going to be talking to you about the coach. We, we need a new head coach. Somebody here needs to fire the co head coach that's been running your life. You need to just fire that guy. He, you need to fire the head coach. You have no idea how powerful. I remember somebody telling me, I'm with Ed, right? Edwin, stand up real quick, Pastor Edwin, stand up. Now, come over here, Pastor Edwin. Look at the crowd. You see how nice he's dressed? Look at this guy, right? <laughs> he got designer socks on. You can't see them, all right? Look, look at me. I got, I got six here. I got Jordans on, right? People say, what are you doing with that guy? What are you you going to be a copycat? I say, yeah, it depends on the cat you're copying. I'm, I'm copying the right cat. I'm not going to dress like him, but we're reading the Bible together. <laughs> We're reading the Bible together. All right? So, so it's important that you understand, right, that God has a game plan for you, and you need to fire. Well, listen, if you, especially, this is just, anybody a sports fan? I know Pedro knows. Who's a real sports fan here? Any sport, right? If the team is not winning, who gets fired? The coach. Fire the coach. Yo, if you ain't living, if you're not living the abundant life, if you're not the head, you're not the tail, if your money is funny, if, if, if your family is twisted, I, I come from that. I had to fire the coach. God has a plan. We are his co-workers. He's reconciling us for himself. He died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for the world. Listen what I'm saying to you. He just chose, you've just been drafted on the best team that's ever existed. Jesus Christ team. And, and. And all you got to do is sign the contract. Sign the contract. God has a plan for you. Anybody know Jeremiah 29 11? Anybody know Jeremiah 29 11 by heart? Anybody say, say it loud, say it proud. Somebody say it loud, say it proud. For I know the plans. Oh, this, guy, this church knows the Bible. Praise the Lord. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. God has plans for you. He knows the plans. Do you know the plans? So that's why we're doing this series. That's why we're doing this thing. So we want to know that God has a plan. That even, even when, when you're crying, and my man Pedro and his wife are going through some stuff, and I got a I had to, you know, stuff is happening all over the place. People are getting hit up. People are burying loved ones. People are hitting, their bodies are getting hit with sickness. People's finances are getting hit up. People's children are getting hit up. Listen, even in your darkest times, even when you're going through the fire, even when you seem like every demon in hell surrounding you, God will work it out. God is, he promises that he's going to work all things out. He didn't say all things are going to feel good, all things are going to 
and look good. Or he said, I will work all things out if you love me and understand that you're called according to my. Do you want to? You hear what I'm saying to you? So you got to understand that he's trying to draft you in to a team that cannot lose. We're guaranteed to win. There's no way. The only way you can lose if you're a Christian is if you give up. That's the only way. If you throw in the towel, then that's the only way you can lose. So God got a plan. We have a game. So we're going to talk about the head coach. And listen, you know and I know that when I was running the show, things got real ugly. Right? There's a car. Jesus, take the wheel. It's your turn to sing the song. Jesus, take the wheel. You ain't driving too good. The car's banged up. People are bleeding. The children are crying. It's time for Jesus to take the wheel. You need a new head coach. Are you with me? We're going to be talking about a game plan. Right? A game plan. You know, every team has to study the playbook. Right? Every team. You know what happens? You know, when these teams prepare, when they prepare right now, the Jets hopefully are going to be prepared. And they have plays for every situation and every place on the field. So if they, whatever situation they're in, they have plays. Wherever they are on the field, wherever they, whatever position they end up in on the field, they have plays. They have a bunch of plays when they're in the red zone. Anybody know the red zone is? Right? When they're in the red zone, they got a whole bunch of plays for the red zone. They got plays for special teams. They got play. Listen, God has plays for you that if you end up in a particular spot or a situation on the field of life, God got a play for you so you can win the game, you can come out victorious, so you can be the head and not the tail, but you got to run God's plays. Now, here's the question. How can you run God's place if you don't know the playbook? How do you know? So you know what people do? They run their own place. And you know what happens when you always do what you always did? You keep getting what you always got. Right? If you want something new, you got to do something new. If you want something different, you got to try something different. It's, it's, it's pretty simple but very profound. And so, so we're talking about a head coach. We're talking about a playbook. You know, I, I was crazy. I was, I was, I'll give you one of my quick testimonies. I didn't understand why I was praying so much and spending, I was, the Bible says, you know, for, I was praying, God, I need you to move. God, have you, God, have, and I was, I was, I was, somebody said, I pray like God has hearing aids on. <laughs> right? Some, somebody said that, right? Wally, you too, don't laugh, you too. You know what I mean? I disciple Wally in the prayer closet. He prayed. So we cry, cry out to God, I mean. And I learned, Edwin gave me a CD once, Michael Yusuf. He said, there's five things that if you're participating in, hinder God from answering your prayer. So you're crying out to God and you're praying like a madman and you're spending all these hours in a prayer. But you're doing this and you're doing this and, and God can't answer your prayer. Listen, you're working for the other team. You want God to bless this team. I had to learn that. But if you don't know the playbook, I didn't know, I didn't know the play, you know, if I'm, so give, let me give you one real quick. If, you, if you're calling, if you're yelling and you got to resent me with your brother and you're mad at your brother and you're bitter with your brother, God says, don't even bring your praise. Go work the thing out. I don't want your worship. Go work out with your brother first, what the issues you got, and then come back to me. You can't just come to me. The Bible says, how can you love God who you can't see and you can't love man who you do see? That's just one little, if you don't know that, if you don't know how to run that play, if you know forgiveness is, will unlock blessings in your life, if you don't say that forgiveness will release you from bitterness and anger, if you don't, then how are you going to run the place? How are you going to win the game? You can, listen, the devil, keeps, he'll keep running the same play and the same play. It's been 30 years and he's running the same dumb play. And he keeps winning. It's time for you to learn the playbook, get a new head coach, get with the squad. They call it the team. You know, my youngster squad, you know, praise the Lord. Right, get what you need a team. One, it's too small a number to do anything great. If you, if, give, me, give me the scripture. Check it out. 
right? He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Somebody say us. us. You can give me uh, 16 and 17. That's fine. I want to just, I got, I got 10 minutes. I want to hurry up. Check it out. While, she, while she's getting that ready, right? Check it out. He's, he's, he's reconciled us. Somebody say reconciled. So, so by his blood, he died on the cross. He reconciled you, right? So that the old is gone. In verse 1 and 2, Paul says, I don't look like nobody like from the world. I don't, like I, used to, I don't even look at Christ like I used to. Before he got saved, he used to look at everybody twisted. Everybody with suspicion. Everybody with contempt. He looked at everybody from a false religious perspective. But when he got saved, he's looked at everybody differently now. Right? Before this, he's talking about the, how the love of Jesus compels him. Right? And so now he's in this ministry of reconciliation. But listen, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, so he would once regarded Christ. He even looked at Christ twisted before, right? He even was against Christ. And maybe here, and you don't understand Christ, and maybe you, don't, you didn't look at Christ like he's God, and, you know, you talked to some 5%er or some Muslim or some other cynical person, and they gave you misinformation about Jesus Christ. He is, the, he is Messiah. He is God. He is King. He is Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the, no one else can save you. There's no other name under the sun. And you can start your year making a power move, understanding that if you plug into Jesus, not into religion, not into the, if you plug into Jesus, you'll be reconciled. And he'll give you new glasses so you don't got to see nobody like you used to see nobody. The next verse says, right, check it out, check it out. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come. If you're in Christ, the new has come. If the new has come, all you got to do is walk and live in it. The new has come, and the old has gone. Not there. The new is here. Amen? So check it out. Give me the next verse, Sister Liz. I, I want to share something with you, right? All this is from God who reconciled us to himself. Who reconciled you to himself? God, God right? Jesus Christ, God, through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. What's the ministry of reconciliation? This is the big deal for, like Pastor was talking about it earlier. He saved you so you can help other people get saved. He didn't save you so you can sing here and sit here and sing Kumbaya and chill. All right? <laughs> He saved you. He brought you out of wherever he brought you. He brought me out of addiction, of, of de- terrible drug addiction. He brought Pastor out of drug addiction. He brought Pastor Gus out of, you got to talk to him, he brought him a dark place. Amen? <laughs> uh, I won't talk. He, he, won't even, he's not a, he won't share his testimony. He is a testimony. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so wherever he brought you out of, he didn't bring you out so you could just, no, he wants you to extend someone, reach back out. You know, go, go with, a, with a rope where you came from and help someone else get saved. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Give me one more verse. He says this in verse 19. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Listen, right there, we need to let people know that he's not holding your sins against you. There's people that are, they did some things and some things have happened and they made some horrible decisions and guilt and shame is ravaging them. Remorse is ravaging them. They don't think God loves them. They all say, if I come to the church, the church is going to fall down. Not this church. If this church was going to fall, it would have fell many years ago. When Eden walked in, it would have fell. All right? Not this church. All right? So they need to know that, that we need to go. And part of God's game plan is that the more you get with his plan, this is just a piece of his plan, that he's giving you the ministry we can say. He's giving you, the next verse says that he's giving, he's, he's making the appeal through you. 
that he wants. What he's doing in your life, and as he ministered to you, and he saved you, and he set you free, he wants to use you so you can go tell your friends and your family what he's done in your life. You don't got to know all the 66 books of the Bible. You don't got to give them the third dimension of the matrix of, of the book of Revelations and connect the Daniel's dream with Matthew 25. No, all you got to do is say, let me tell you my story. I was, I was going through this. I was going through this. I came to Jesus, and now I'm here. He set me free. He's the way. It's true. He saves. What he did for me, he can do for you. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He's, he's entrusted us, the church, a broken mess, especially this church. You don't got a front here. Every, from the pastors on down, we're all twisted. We, we don't, he didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. And so then you're going to act religious here. You don't got to act like you got it going on. You can be broken and messed up, and God will re- meet you right there where you are. And he'll transform you, and he'll change you. He has a plan. Somebody say he has a plan. He has a plan. So, so check it out. The thing is this. Every, every week, this, these teams, they come together. Somebody say every week. God keeps ministering to I, I don't know where you're at. Listen, for, for five years, for five years, my first five years, my first three, my first two years, to make it real simple for you, all I did was make sure I was in my spiritual home group. All right, anybody know what a home group is? Yes. For those people who are in recovery, they, if they're in recovery, they should have a home group. Pastor Eldon's home group is alive in Bed-Stuy every Saturday if you should meet him, he should be there. No story, no excuses, no nicks, no nothing. That's his home group. It's not an option. He needs to be there, right? Okay, this is my spiritual home group. Every Sunday, right? That's right. God is trying to tell somebody. God is telling you this needs to be a home group, all right? All right, so uh, every Sunday, this is my spiritual home group. My, I'm, I, I got to preach in Staten Island at 12. I gotta, I'm here Sundays. If I'm not in New York City, I'm still in church. So I go to church every Sunday. Every week, I know I need to prepare. I don't know the plays the enemy's going to run on me on Tuesday. So I'm here on Sunday getting ready for whatever that lying devil has for me because he's the father of lies. I don't know if he's going to hit Raymond up. He's going to hit Valley up. I don't know who he, I know he's coming. I know that, he's, that, that I'm on his radar, that I'm reaching the lost no matter the cost like I talked about. I know that I'm, that I'm standing and I'm preaching God's word, so he's got to come. He wants to check in and see if you're ready to check out, right? And so I got to come on Sunday every week to prepare. Are you with me? And then, and then the head coach is going to give me some orders, and the playbook is going to come, and the team is going to get together, and we're going to run drills, and we're going to run routes. And listen, I was, Pastor Gus, is, I think he's doing next week uh, the quarterback. I, I'm not sure. The quarterback. And it's, some powerful teachings are going to go off. From, and if you could just take them and live them out, like just like simple stuff. I, I'll tell you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I used to come to church listening to worldly music, all types of profanity on my music. I, was, I used to come to church with my girlfriend. I was living in sin, Right? But I came to church every Sunday. I just said, God, I'm just going to show up. And if you're going to change the music I listen to, change it. If you're going to change my girlfriend to a wife, change it. If you're going to, I just showed up. That was, I didn't do nothing special. That was my claim to fame. And I showed up every week, 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 every week. And God began to mold me and change me and shape me. And God, I, I'm not, I often tell people, I should, probably should not be a pastor. But some of y'all that was called didn't answer the call, so God had to use plan C. You know what I mean? Some of y'all, you let your jobs get in the way. So now, you know, you got a raise. You didn't know how to act. 
Some of y'all, you, you, you marry scary Mary instead of marry the woman that God had for you. So now you, you know, you got to work that out. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, but I kept coming. I kept coming. I, that's my, that was my claim to fame. I sh- so here's what I want you to do. Because I got to, Pastor Gus got to do communion. I want you to make a simple commitment. Understand, you need a new head coach. God has a plan. We're going to teach you the playbook of God. There's no way you can lose. There's a team, right? I'm wearing my jersey today. There's a team. People say, why you wear our house? Why you wear, well, I'm rocking. If I was a Latin king, I'd be wearing black and gold. What do you mean? I'm, I'm wearing my recovery house of worship. I'm, I'm, I know I'm down with the recovery house of worship. There's a lot of wonderful churches out there. My church, I love my church, the recovery house of worship. It was made for me by people like me. I love my church, the recovery house of worship. What do you want me to wear? I'm not wearing other churches' shirt. I'm wearing the recovery house of worship shirt. I'm about this life. I rep these colors. I'm not with this crew. You ain't got to like that. I love my church. If you're not down like that, that's cool. I, I, I'm talking about loyalty. I'm talking about being, you know, being committed. I'm talking about persevering, not going nowhere, not, not abandoning my post when it got ugly. When the smoke cleared, I was still here at the recovery house of worship. So we want you to commit to showing up every Sunday. Just show up every Sunday. Listen, come hell or high water, no matter if it's raining or snowing, if they steal your car or flat, no matter, just show up. Show up and give God an opportunity to transform your life like he did everyone else's here, all the pastors here. Are you with me? Okay. The last thing I'm going to tell you is that you got to get right with God. There's two people, two, two people I want to talk to before I go. Reconciliation. Be reconciled. If you, if, you, if you have some stuff in your life that you need to get right with God, Pastor Gus in a couple of minutes is going to give you opportunity to, to, to surrender that, to confess your sins. God is faithful and just. He'll cleanse you of all unrighteousness. To, yo, stop playing with the devil. Stop playing with the devil's demons. Stop playing with the things of this world. If there's something that's stopping you, something that's robbing you, and that's not even paying you off, surrender it today. Surrender it today. There's a group of Christians here that need to surrender some stuff. Pastor, who's going to get with that? He got a prayer for you. And the other group of people, before I go, is are you a Christian? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you been bamboozled by the devil? Listen, I'm nothing, I'm a regular guy. What Jesus Christ did in my life, he can do in your life, but it begins and ends with a relationship with Jesus Christ. So I got to go. It's, it, I, I got to go. Check it out. If you're here today, right now, I ain't got time to, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, all you got to do is surrender your life to him. You can taste and see that he's good. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened. I will give you rest. He'll give you a rest. Stop fighting it. Stop putting on the image. Stop putting on the costume. Surrender to Jesus Christ, and he will take you places. He will do things you never imagined possible. You understand what I'm saying to you? Okay. So on the count of three, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand, especially if you know he's knocking on your door. It's time to surrender. On the count of three, one, two. Three, who needs to surrender Jesus Christ right now? Just raise your hand right where you are. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. I see you, sister. God bless you. Anyone else before we pray? Anyone else? All right. Let's all pray with them, and then Pastor Gus is going to take the microphone. Lord Jesus, I understand. You have a plan for my life. I get it. My way doesn't work. I need a new head coach. I got to get with your team. I got to run your plays. Help me. Guide me.
lead me. I want to be the person you created me to be. I want to live the life I was created to live. Your purpose, your plans, right now, in Jesus' name, have your way. I love you. I'm grateful. I pledge my allegiance. In Jesus' name, amen.